Paul, I don't really like the rain. Any cold, wet thing, I don't really... This is what I am. It's like diamonds. Could you get in here? The window. Do you do that a lot? Um, just the past couple of months. <laughs> I, I like watching you sleep. I swear to fucking God. Oh, I can tell you one thing. It's better than Elevator to the Gallows. All right, everybody. <laughs> welcome to this week's episode of 2008's edition of Midweek Matinee. <laughs> this week we are watching star-making roles for Robert Pattinson and Kirsten Stewart. The movie Twilight. I, I'm going with Kirsten. Uh, it's not even... Hey, Blake. The R's before hey, Blake. The I. I haven't introduced you yet, <laughs> so I want you to shut the fuck up. With me this week is Blake. <laughs> how you doing, Blake? The R's before the I. I'm doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Could you please tell me how to pronounce Kirsten Stewart's name? Kristen? It's Kirsten, so that's exactly what I said. Kristen. Okay. All right. And also with me is uh, Josh. How you doing, Josh? What's up? Happy to be here. Uh, team Jacob all the way. So uh, fucking choke on it. Oh, you're a big, yeah, big fan of that wig? Huh? What's up? You're a big fan of that wig? I'm a big fan of wigs. I'm a big fan of uh, not Native American dudes playing Native American characters. Um, I'm a big fan of... Uh, weird jokes about like dudes in wheelchairs but um, <laughs> yeah you know it's that there's something for everyone in this movie also with me is brett how you doing brett i'm doing good man though i have to say i think we really got to settle this whole kirsten Kristen thing so it's are you telling me Kristen. hold on hold on so you're, you're telling me right now yeah. that there's an r so chris you're saying the r is after the i blake you're saying it's before the i Yes, right? and I've already okay, looked it so, up. Okay, so I'm telling you right now, this is what we're going to do. Mm. I am I am what they call a conflict resolution specialist, and we're okay. going to do what's called a win-win <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to put an R before the I and after the I. So it'll be <laughs> Kirsten. <laughs> Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> Kirsten Stewart. I'm my down for it. My favorite Fine. indie rock star. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. There we go. Could have could have gone for a win win win, but those are really hard to deal. So Can hard, we also put an R after the E and Stewart, or before mm. the E? Sorry, mm. Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible name to say. Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> Can we also add like a lowercase I before the K? Kirsten. I Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be like oh. the weird Nickelodeon iCarly spinoff where for some reason it's Chris, it's, it's Kristen Struvert. <laughs> Damn. This joke is so bad and it's running so far. Yeah, I'm excited. It's got legs. It's got Spe- legs. Speaking of having legs, did you guys notice the total incongruity at the beginning of this movie? I didn't pronounce that word white, but we're going to keep going. That deer scene lasts far too long, given how fast we know these vampires to be. Mm, Absolutely. That was my first thought watching that intro, where I'm like, this deer should not be lasting this long. I don't understand. No, there's no way. First thing that we got, honestly, it was my first note, too. I was like, so I'm led to believe later in the movie 
that this vampire can suddenly be so fast that he essentially teleports on top of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't catch a fucking deer? What Absolutely. deer are we dealing with? Is, is this like a deer that was made? the deer first. Well, I don't know. I was I was trying to think if maybe the deer was like the son of of the Flash. Like the Flash went and had fun with the deer one night and like this is the weird offspring okay. baby. <laughs> Anything is possible in the world of... That's true. Uh, Josh, were you going to say something about this deer scene? Well, it's related, I guess. Don't they yeah, run to it. Phoenix at some point in the movie? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's never like, oh, yeah, we took our like fancy private jet, which I would believe they had. Or like, hey, yeah. we took like some fucking, we bombed down the PCH and then took like the, what, 80 or 40 East or whatever. But it's like, no, we're just all here. And he singles out the Edwards faster, implying that foot speed has something to do with their arrival time in Phoenix, Arizona from Forks, Absolutely. Washington. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But he can't is, catch a deer. Is Nailed Forks, it. Is Forks a real place? I should have looked this up, but like, there's nowhere yeah, that's... I mean, really. Phoenix right is a real place. Oregon. <laughs> Fuck <That's> you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it, is it to the left of Spoons or to the right? I always get that it's mixed right up. right above it. Mm. Uh, okay. Just right on like the border Northeast. of Spork and Butternight. Mm-hmm. Spork. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's to the right of uh, Plate. Oh, mm, you know. yes. Understood. Plate, Bachelor Washington. Wyoming. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's your hors d'oeuvre fork. Uh, so, Brett, how'd you like the movie? Uh, we're gonna okay. spoil Twilight, by the way. I think I said we're watching Twilight when I said Kirsten, um, mm. but that's what we watched, and we're gonna spoil it. So, sp- sp- so if you've not watched it, then go back and have a fucking blast, son, because I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> this is really weird, right? Yes. Say I it. think this may be the most fun I've had watching yes! a movie for this podcast. Yeah, fuck today. yes, this movie rocks, dude. <laughs> but here's the reason why. I'm, I'm, I might be, I, I don't know if I'm going to break you right now. The basic plot is just interesting enough. Yep. But also, I found myself genuinely wondering how I could have watched this movie in theaters without ruining it for everyone else. Because <laughs> there laughing. were so many massive couldn't even control myself laughs absolutely in this back room. that is exactly how i felt about this movie i'm really happy that you're on my side here and i've never watched it before so that was that's a really important thing too i'm glad to hear that josh how'd you feel about the movie uh basically same it's it's uh-huh. a weird blend of very nostalgic for me because i was at like peak like not interested in being a scene kid phase but trying to be a scene kid anyway <laughs> yeah um and a friend of mine was super like she was from oregon so she has like a soft spot for like the scenery of the pacific northwest and she was really unironically into twilight for a while and tried to get me to watch the movies and yeah it's just i mean the movie hasn't gotten better but i think that's why i love it so much is like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the nostalgia factor but also like God, it's such a mixture of things too. Because like watching it with fresh eyes, I realized that this movie is pulling from a lot of different like uh, sources, and it feels like yeah. so many different things rolled into one. Like mm-hmm. it feels on some levels like a CW series, and <laughs> there are moments with like the the different feuding vampires where it feels a little bit like Lost Boys, but like uh, instead of the camp being from retroactively watching Lost Boys twenty years later, the camp is from someone like trying to recreate that now and not succeeding. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it, dude, I had so much fun watching this movie. This was a great pick. Excellent. And to rain on the parade, Blake, how'd you like the movie <laughs> cinema man? <laughs> so can we I make that like a power? Fun the movie? Get somebody to draw that fan art. 
Cinema Man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start Fan Art Friday. If you if you draw Blake as Cinema Man, I will post it. It will become all of our social media icons. That's not even a, a question. Absolutely. Cinema Man. <laughs> I'm down for it. So, But no, I enjoyed watching this. Mm-hmm. I, like Joshua, I had some nostalgia in yeah. the sense that my sister was at like prime age for this series. I yeah. want to say she was maybe like 14 when the books like really got like super popular. Sure. And so I see, I've seen all the movies back when they came out or yes. on DVD or whatever. I didn't go to the theater with her or anything. She was at the midnight premiere of every single one of them. <laughs> and, nice. um, like her room was decorated, and I think the entire house was decorated, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. With oh, like that's Team Edward lit. shit all over. So, okay, that's what I was about to ask. A real important question yeah. here is Team Edward or Team Jacob? Yeah, Please. she was very much Team Edward. If I, I'm 99% sure on that, I could very well be wrong. It's been a long time. Text her, text her and get back to us. But that is a very good segue. Um, Josh, I know you said you're Team Jacob, correct? I, I did say that, and I think it'll be more of an unpacking thing. I was more just saying that to start shit. <laughs> okay, Brett, Team Jacob or Team Edward? To be fair, this movie doesn't give us too much Jacob. We don't get enough Nothing. time. No, so not at all. I genuinely, here's the thing. I'm Team Bella, and what I mean by that is I think wow. she just needs some time to herself because this bitch is obviously fucking crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Blake, Team Edward or Team uh, Jacob? I guess I'll give Team Bella an option here. I think anyone that knows me knows that I'm siding with Robert Pattinson no matter what the fucking case <laughs> is, so Team Edward all the way. All right. <laughs> so... As someone who has watched all these movies a couple times and read all the books a couple times, the right answer is Edward because Jacob is a pedophile. Anyway, uh, hold hold on, you can't just say that and then fucking be <laughs> like the end. By of the, the way, the, no, he, the, he diddles kids. Spoiler and for all of the movies. Moving along. Yeah, we're uh, and spoilers for, for my next. I, ooh, whoa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. I don't know if we, we want to throw shade on Shark Boy over here. But. Part Boy is an institution. Um, uh, the series ends with Jacob falling in love with a literal baby. You can you can come at me and argue with me that technically he's not in love with her he just feels the need to protect her and he's devoted to her sounds a lot like grooming so jacob's a pedophile it's <laughs> but this man's a fucking dog he's a okay that makes it better he's a dog pedophile <laughs> he's, no, a, he's not a dog pedophile he feels that way because uh, to be fair this is disclaimer having not seen what the fuck you're talking about but i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you right now that that just sounds like dog qualities uh, I and can, he is a werewolf well, okay. of course, the mo- this movie doesn't go to tell us that. So, f- so if you only watched the first <laughs> Twilight, I'm fucking sorry if you didn't know that from all the marketing material. Also, for the record, he's technically not a werewolf. He's a shapeshifter. Oh, fucking yeah. whatever, because werewolves are shapeshifters. No, they're not shapeshifters. Okay, whatever. I've read the all. Oh, I've I forgot. Read- I forgot. He he can turn into a giant wolf. That's yes. his thing. Not 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 a werewolf. I'm sorry. This movie's werewolf. all about taking well-established fictional things and being like, you know what we're gonna do? Shit all over them. <laughs> well, I don't know that I really love your opinion because you know that's <laughs> the entirety of my book is doing that anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's not a werewolf. He's a shifter, and technically they get the shifter lore right. So unfounded objection. It's the only thing they get right, but they do get it right. I mean, listen, the vampires can't go out during the daytime. I mean, technically. 
Cause no, they sparkle. can. Does it do a fucking thing to them besides make them? Okay, hold on. This is like a legit <laughs> funny thing. Yeah. Hold on. This is legitimately <laughs> funny. Uh-huh. I thought it. I thought it, and my daughter said it. It made me fucking curl over laughing <laughs> because it was so out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So of course, my daughter's sitting there watching me. My wife and my daughter were all watching the movie together, and Family I time. laughed I so hard because she said. She saw him sparkling in the sunlight, and she has this stuff that she runs around the house with, and she absolutely loves it. She's had it for like a year. My wife got it for her. It's called uh-huh. lotion. Oh, God. It's <laughs> lotion that has a bunch of fucking <laughs> glitter in it. Oh, and God. It gets all with, over your house, right? Oh, all the fucking time. <laughs> oh, God. One day, she mixed it with chocolate milk. Oh, and oh I, no. <laughs> right? Right? So, anyway, she was smearing it on her skin, but more importantly, my daughter... In the middle of this scene goes, hey, don't put my glotion on. <laughs> like she was pissed. She, she was like, what the fuck is he doing wearing my glotion? Amazing. <laughs> well, you need to tell her that anything Robert Pattinson wants to do, he can damn well do it. Okay. Wow. Well, that's something we're going to have to get into in the long run here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I want to start off by talking about the fact that this cast is actually really good in yeah. a lot of ways you know you got Robert Pattinson who is clearly the best out of the bunch uh, you got Kirsten Stewart who is also a decent actor oh my god <laughs> say her name correctly please I am saying her name correctly no, Kristen say her Stewart. name correctly Kristen Stewart Kristen Stewart I'm not gonna say that I, I don't I don't have the ability you started in my this. head I, know, I did not I'm going with Kirsten it's not Kirsten Dunst. That's a different actress. I didn't say that. I said Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> you know who this is? This is Kristen Dunst and Kristen Stewart. It's like their celebrity name. Like, you know, when they do celebrity <laughs> get-togethers, like Brangelina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> no, uh, but I agree about the cast. Yeah, no, the cast I actually wrote in my notes that the acting in this movie is some of the worst that I've ever seen. From some of the best cast that I've ever seen, because I think this movie is proof that the director can make or break the acting in a movie. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Because all of these people are great actors. Yeah. See, what I have to say is, I think it's actually incredible acting, because this is exactly how they were supposed to act. Well, see... (laughs) <laughs> okay, so the way I the way I put it in my notes cuz as I was watching about halfway through the movie, I was just kind of like, man, <clears throat> my wife kept saying, this is terrible acting. And I said, you know what the problem here is? I said this acting is spot on. Yes. But it's spot on to how they were told to act. Exactly. So I was like, they are doing their job so well, but the problem is is that it They're was directed wrong. in such a way that was tri- it was directed in a way that's painfully awkward to try and build an uncomfortable tension, yes. which technically works, but not in the way that they were going for. <laughs> right. It's not a cute uncomfortableness. It's an awful uncomfortableness. I also have a thing in this movie where the more I was watching it, the more I started feeling like this is, at least until the end of the movie where he got to show a little bit more of his acting chops, I was like, this is clearly Robert Attenson, uh, Pattinson looking pain that he's acting far be- like below his real ability <laughs> because he's being forced to. Absolutely. The scene where she walks into the classroom with the fan 
and <laughs> he like just starts fucking tripping out, like. vomiting. It's <laughs> 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 so fucking bad. It was the first thing I put in my notes where I was just like, "What the fuck happened to his face?" <laughs> it, it looks like it looks like somebody squeezed his nuts under the table and he wasn't <laughs> expecting it like, Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. at the oh, end whenever he like fucking jolts away i was like it's, it's like kristen stewart farted also the composition of that scene was so weird because is it on purpose that the fucking owl is behind him making it look like he has little angel wings? <laughs> I, I didn't notice. I didn't even that. notice that. Yeah, <laughs> oh I was too busy God. looking at his fucking dumbass face. I would not be surprised if that was the case. Just to be very plain on the fact that Edward is a good guy. <laughs> Again, he's. But okay, this is the problem with this movie is that. The only problem, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think this movie is borderline flawless for what it, what it is. Um, Edward is... Well, I guess he's 17. But he's a creep at the very least because that man is, what, like 300, 300. I think? <laughs> That's Here's the problem what, with vampires. Yeah. Is you, you can't count their actual lived years as their age. Because that's automatically like, well, what the fuck are they supposed to do? Try and go out and find other hot 300-year-old singles in their area? That's, that's what the rest <laughs> of them did. Adults. <laughs> they could at least I go mean, for like 20-year-olds. <laughs> he's 17, and she's 17. The old, I, don't know, okay. I don't know Washington's laws, but I mean... I, I didn't say he was a pedophile. I came close, but I didn't say it. Jacob, yes. Edward, no. Just weird. It's weird. <laughs> Because like I just I don't know why, but the way you're explaining this thing about Jacob, I'm glad you said a little bit more. But when you initially said you're like he he falls in love with a baby, I don't know if you've ever seen. And we keep bringing up fucking I think it's John Mulaney, but yeah. Oh no, this is actually this isn't John Mulaney. This is <laughs> Daniel Tosh when he's talking about <laughs> the Gap babies. Like I want to fuck that baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see the problem is I don't need to. Uh, technically, there is no more context needed for my opinion on Jacob because all he does is fall in love with a baby. I can give you more context if you'd like it, but you don't need it because that's what happens. Okay. <laughs> can I give you context of, yeah. of, of a situation and just see? Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So I fall in love with my daughter because she's born and I and no, you know, holding same. her for those first 20 minutes. I'm like, holy shit. Yes. Is that make like no. so? Is he not? Is he not like a father or a sibling no. or? So is it Bella? It, hold on, are you? You better not be fucking telling me this is Bella's daughter. Yes, Bella and Edwards. <clears throat> You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> so, under, so he's okay. like, I could. He's like, I couldn't have the. I couldn't have the mama, but I'm about to get up in this baby. <laughs> no, he see this on the baby. Yes, and the thing is, technically, <laughs> and it's they. She says it in the books. I don't know the direct quote. I'll give you what I remember. It is basically, until she is 18, he is just a protective father figure. Once she turns 18, that's his bitch. <laughs> that is how it is, said, really, is told in the I book. I really hope that's the exact words from the book. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bitch. That's your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, bro, I'm going to be her daddy. But when she's 18... 
I'm gonna be her <laughs> daddy. I'm gonna be her daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what happens in the book. It's super fucking weird. <laughs> and I like uh, take my man card away if you want. I like those books. Those are good. Okay, those are okay books. They're enjoyable. They're, they're fun they're enjoy- books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I finished them multiple times, so they're clearly not that bad. Yeah, I read them once in high school. Yeah. I think I read them like a year ago. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> God damn, this movie is a nightmare. But it's so fun. That's the thing. I don't think there's another movie we watched that I had more fun watching. It was legitimately like, this is the first one I sat down. I made some popcorn, turned the lights off. And I was like, I want to fucking enjoy me some Twilight. And Dude, I'm just going to tell you, there's so so many moments in this movie where i literally just had to type down the bullshit so i could remember uh-huh. the, the what made me laugh <laughs> so many moments made me like bust out laughing hard yeah, absolutely whenever whenever she's like did you get contacts and he's like <laughs> uh, no no it, it was the fluorescence and the he just fluorescence. Fucking walks away <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought was a legitimately good line in this movie when she goes uh, you gotta give me an answer and he goes yes no because to get to the other side it's like yeah. that is actually fucking hilarious no, oh there's a couple. my god there's one that I know they were doing that too whenever you know he goes inside with her to eat and she's mm-hmm. like so are you really not gonna eat and he goes I'm on a special diet <laughs> Well, you. This guy either either eats humans or he's like a monster. I don't know how you don't yeah, pick that up. If you like, told me that, if you told me those exact words, yeah, and did not go more in depth, I'd be like, oh, he's totally fucking eating people. Right. If, if his name was Ted, you could be you could be uh, forgiven if you thought this was a Ted Bundy documentary, like, <laughs> like Edward. <laughs> Josh, I want to know if you picked up on this because this is something I wrote down specific, and I thought of you specifically. Where the scene where Bella is talking about rain and how it has the exact same vibes as Anakin talking about sand. <laughs> it's so wet, and I don't like it. I, I, I'm glad you pointed that out because while I didn't pick that up in that particular scene, I definitely yeah. got the overall vibe of. Something very <laughs> similar to the Star Wars prequels in uh-huh. this one, and I, I've only seen bits of the other Twilight movies, but it's like, as I, I forget who was saying it, Blake, uh, who was saying, like, direction makes all the difference, where it's like yeah. the prequels get shit on for wooden acting, and it's like kind of similar situation. You've got a fucking amazing cast, and I, I yeah. mean, Hayden Christensen, I think, is like the outlier there, because then it's like he's like Nick Cage, where you can't tell if he can do more or if he's like like if he's choosing to be like this but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh, i didn't pick up on that instantaneous connection but i was definitely feeling a prequel vibe yeah i just she's talking about how it, it gets wet and she doesn't like being <laughs> wet and she doesn't like the rain she hates it and i'm like oh my god this is the same fucking scene it's almost like they did it on purpose <laughs> yeah and she's from the desert so yeah yeah, absolutely. She <laughs> likes the sand but hates the rain. God damn it. Maybe so, she, she's going to kill you know some younglings. You know what scene made series. me think of? Yeah, what? Have we all seen 40-Year-Old Virgin? Yeah. <laughs> the way that she's going about saying it is like when in that movie he's asked about boobs and he's like, you know, they feel like <laughs> bags of sand. Bags of sand. <laughs> it just oh, seems man. like it's someone who's who's never actually <laughs> been in rain trying to convince you that they don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god like what don't you like about it it's 
rain, <laughs> water so rain. falls from the sky and participates. <laughs> There's participates. so many. <laughs> that was on purpose, but yes. There were so many small things I noticed about Kirsten Stewart's uh, performance in this movie. Like, there was the one time when she's eating a cheeseburger, and her and her dad put steak sauce and ketchup on her their food, but neither of them ever actually put any ketchup or steak sauce on it. Did anyone else yeah. notice this? You, yes, you saw it? Because I was like, wait, did they not put anything on there? She just fucking shakes the bottle and puts it back down. <laughs> you want to know what bummed me out the most about that? Uh-huh. As dumb as it was, my note that I was going to take down during that particular scene mm. was because <laughs> I, I just thought it was so stupid. I said, um, both Bella and her dad grabbing for the ketchup at the diner is the kind of quality content I'm here for because I fucking love ketchup. Yeah. And as soon as I was typing that in, I looked and I was like, that bitch didn't even get any fucking ketchup. <laughs> took nothing. That's, that'd be like, hey, if if you if I was at a restaurant and you were like, hey, dude, could you pass me the ketchup? And then I passed it to you and you just sat it down. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, want it near oh. me. <laughs> it just, just brings me comfort. <laughs> just in case. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, so we need to talk about the fact that the Cullens don't look like human beings, and I don't <laughs> understand how nobody just nobody even mentions the fact that they don't look like human beings. Yeah, I think well, they, they're like super attractive, but really they just look fucking creepy. Listen, all the girls in that family are super attractive. I the the guys, you know, take them or leave them. Well, like they'd be attractive if they weren't like super pale and like awkward looking. Well, here's the thing. Well, yeah, they look like I ghosts. Like, well, that's what that's my point. That's what I'm saying. I like e-girls, arguing man. To e-girls are always also pale. agree with me. I'm not arguing with you, Blake. Calm down. I know you need to get more dialogue in this episode, but come on. <laughs> so listen, I stand firmly with Chris on this. Yes. They're all cute. And here's here, here's my reasoning why. I will take 2008 e-girls and suicide girls all day long, and yeah. that's all they fucking were. Pasty, white, ghost-looking ass girls. I don't know why. <laughs> my wife is pale as shit, dude. Oh, man. Though the- I will tell you right now, my problem with the movie as a whole is not only are the vampires fucking crazy pale, everyone in this movie's pale. I looked at the Asian guy, and I was like, is this Asian guy pale? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. I guess, like, you can make the point that, raining. like, I was about to say the- that. It's all in the rain, mm-hmm. but... But I think it's the way that they chose to do color toning because yeah. honestly, it's just like I think because they kind of had to because you can't make the vampires look that grossly white mm. with makeup without it being super obvious. So part of the way you do it is with some makeup and then some color toning in post. It's a way that you can essentially pull that off. Yeah, and, sure, but um, I don't know because my thing is it looks like they got dunked in rice flour and then we're like, here, put on some <laughs> lipstick and go do your scene. Yeah. It looked like they put on too far too much makeup, and they were like, "Okay, you look fine." And they, I think the only one who looks normal is Alice. <laughs> Everyone else, it's like, "What the fuck happened to your face?" Even just get a yeah, fake I mean, tan. Oh, so just because it's on my mind right now, did anybody yeah. else notice that uh, old Daddy Doctor was the same doctor from Countdown? Yeah. The baby doctor. <laughs> no, I did not. I <laughs> yeah. didn't notice that. He, I mean, listen, he plays a good doctor. Give him that. <laughs> he plays a good doctor with ambiguous to threatening vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does it a little bit better here, or, or I should say that his intentions are better here. Yeah, <laughs> as absolutely. as we can tell. Um. So, so 
Okay, go ahead. One of the things that I know we haven't brushed on yet, yeah. and I do want to talk about that. Like, overall, there's some entertaining parts that are not just grossly funny that are mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, like they're, it's at least decent. Yeah. Um, but you know how we talked about in the elevator for the gallows, how because it being noir style that it kind of has like the drama cranked to fucking 11. Uh-huh. This has like teen melodrama cranked to fucking 30. <laughs> yeah, yes, it does. Absolutely. Like every action just feels like it's steeped in like three layers of Degrassi, the next generation. <laughs> and I, I almost want to give it credit for that because there is something authentic about teenagers being deadly serious about this kind of shit in like a yeah. humorless, like unredeemable, like it's the biggest thing in the world, dad kind of way. <laughs> and this movie definitely captures that. Don't you ever say that to me. You can never leave me. I can never be alone. Oh, dad, I oh. hate you. <laughs> in the hospital, that scene gets me every time. She's like, don't you ever say that to me. You can never leave. Just kills me. It's like, bro, t- calm down. This man is insane and a vampire. I don't. That's the thing. It's like, how does she just ex- accept it? Like, would you guys fuck a vampire? No. Yes. Um. Totally. Is that even uh, absolutely. Yeah, if, that's a question. if you if you put me in a room a with Alice, if you put me in a room that's with Alice, that's fair. Yeah. Actually, tell you what, too. Mm. Shout out to one of my other because it also has a slapping ass fucking soundtrack. Queen of the Damned is not a great movie, but I love <laughs> yeah. it nonetheless. And you put me in a room with Queen Akasha. Oh. boy i mean if we're shouting out that era we got to include underworld that's also true because kate beckinsale can fucking get it is she a vampire in those movies i've never seen i think she's like half or something right i think she's a daywalker but regardless the the statement that matters there is that kate beckinsale can get it but i have a story about queen of the damned that's just for my own like little funny thing the actor who plays him Stuart townsend Mm. i am related to on my mother's side oh shit uh yeah so i have that moment where i'm like in this movie he's fucking the queen and since he's my cousin i get to kind of feel like somewhere (laughs) in my bloodline i've got (laughs) you slept with a queen vicariously uh yeah yeah i live vicariously <laughs> through my like fifth cousin that's reasonable uh, yeah you know as all good people should <laughs> i mean quickly mentioning too uh weird things that make the cullens just like how is everyone not immediately suspicious of them like why do they choose high school as their cover because one they all look like they're 30 and yeah. two like if they're doing high school, couldn't they also do college and just have it be way more interesting than sitting through like intro biology for like a hundred years? Maybe it's harder to get into <clears throat> colleges. Maybe you need more like. Actually, that's probably true. I guess so. <laughs> like paperwork or something. I guess shit. I don't know. I, I guess I'm imagining if they have the means to like uproot. High school is also anywhere, free though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I know I they're well off, house, but you know, they could probably afford it. <laughs> I agree though. Yeah. Yeah, but how many times can you go college. to college? I mean, hey, see, you can but, take different courses. See, but this clearly, is, uh, Edward is skilled in a bunch of shit, right? Because he can, <laughs> he can fucking be pulled up a tree by an obvious fucking wire and scat like a cat going up it. Oh my uh, god! He can also he play the from piano. The window to the tree, my dude! Like, no I fucking died. So that was oh so god. good. All of the vampire effects in this movie are so bad, but the the one that made me laugh the most, 100%, was running up the hill with her. <laughs> yes, it was so good. It was so sped up. It was just, it was clearly him with her on her his back running up the hill, and then they put it at like 4x speed and just went with it. Like, are you 
you guys kidding me? I don't even so think dumb. it was that. I'm fairly positive he was running on a green screen and they just composited that footage onto the fucking thing. <laughs> he looked like he I'm was 90% positive because it looked yeah. like he was floating. Yeah. Speaking of him running, did the blurriness look good was, to you guys? No, it was no. so bad. Dude, the vampire Why facts, does it look like that? <clears throat> so this goes back to Queen of the I Damned. Understand. I actually think Queen of the Damned had better vampire effects back in fucking 2001. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Dude, the effects for the vampire in this, I was like, who made this decision? Because this is clearly a big budget movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But why did you even have to, if it was going to look that bad, why did you even have to show me that? Just show him just just teleporting at that point. And here's here's the thing, right? Honestly, the moments where they kind of had him just like whipping around her. Yeah. I was like, that looks way better. It did. It it still shows me that he's fast, but it doesn't give me this I can show you the world on fucking drugs vibe. And the bigger problem, the bigger problem with that is like, not only do you take what is le- probably legitimately to me the funniest scene of the whole movie with the fucking running up the hill, then yeah. you follow it by the second funniest scene of the whole movie <laughs> where he's just bathing in glotion. Yes. <laughs> he looks like a fucking crystal ball or a disco ball. <laughs> we can just move on to my favorite scene of this movie, which is the baseball scene and our meeting with the murder vampires, uh, the black eyed peas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay that scene is incredible that is a legitimately great scene it's a bad scene but it's so fucking fun to watch so my biggest problem with that scene from yeah. the get go right don't wrong incredibly fun to watch yeah I actually think like in terms of where what it was kind of supposed to do in the movie I actually thought the idea behind the scene was fine mm. the problem I had is I was like what is this dumb shit about having to be like we can only play when it thunderstorms and because they like, hit the, the ball fuck so is the hard. reason for that and then they're like oh she's like oh and now I get why you need the thunder it's like what the fuck are you smoking first of all that would <laughs> never sound like that also you're miles into deep forest it doesn't fucking matter mm-hmm Clearly, the ball went for fucking ever away anyway, so people found them anyway, so it wasn't like the thunderstorm did them all that good. Yeah. And it's just the whole thing. I was like, okay, so you're leading me to believe that from now on, I can just go outside of it's thundering. I can be like, don't worry, guys. It's just vampires playing baseball. (laughs) Well, no, but you have to think about the fact that, like, if we're going to ignore the fact that one swing of the bat blows that baseball up, like, yeah, that's all I was about to say. The ball would explode, and then the if, if the ball were somehow Im- impervious, impervious, the bat would fucking break. Right. But I'm going to give them at least a little bit of credit where if you had that much power, I would imagine it is a very loud crack to the point where, like, you might get the <clears throat> cops called on you for shooting guns. It's like, we're just playing baseball, bro. Like, I can see it. And at least at least I'll I'll give it credit for, like, trying to set it up well yeah i just thought that was very pointless (laughs) i'm not listen i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying in the grand schemes of twilight this is the one scene where i'm like okay you you did your job here you did enough for me and and shout out to the matching uniforms by the way that was a nice touch Mm. i uh, i love the fact that rosalie was wearing her uniform for the rest of the movie (laughs) was she yeah, at the at the very least, the pants when they're like trying to get the James away from them, she's just fucking wearing the, the <laughs> yeah, baseball like the pants. I noticed them too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like, why That's didn't dope. you change? God damn they're it, man! No, they're not. Baseball. <laughs> America's pastime. Okay, I love the reasoning. 
<laughs> you yeah. like you like baseball? It's America's pastime. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I also good, have to good give credit to uh, Ed- Edward pulling random facts that totally give him away that like mm. sound weird, uh, just out of context. Where he's like, "What? Well, why else would you be in like the the rainiest city in the continental U.S.?" And it's like that's a weird factoid to just have. That's one of those things where like <laughs> nothing he says alone makes it weird. <laughs> But it's the totality of all the things that he says. You're like, there's something wrong with this guy. Or, or like all the times he like appears like watching Bella sleep. Dude. Oh my god, so weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. When he walks, like when he comes into our room and she's like, uh, do, "Where? How'd you get in?" He's like, "The window with like a slash smile on his face." I'm like, "Fucking creepy." First of all, I, yeah. and then honestly, that first months. time that she was like that at the very, very beginning of the movie, she goes, "That was the first night I had dreamed of Edward Cullen." Yeah. I was like, "Bitch, you didn't dream. He was fucking there. He was watching he's creepy you. as shit." And then he's just like, "She's like, how long have you been doing this?" He's like, "Only a couple months." Bitch, you've only been here a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not more worried about this? You had no. He had no time to get himself set up and. I like that the movie at least tries to explain away why Bella's just a complete fucking idiot. Because <laughs> he's they? like, he's, yeah, yeah. Whenever he's up on the mountain with her after this fantastic fucking glowing in the sun scene, yeah. um, he's like, he's like, my smell is meant to lure you in. My, you know, he's like, my voice, everything about me is to make you attracted to me. Not that it matter because it's not like you could outrun me. It's not like you could be. Like you said, like you're stronger than me. I was like, okay, so she's just fucking nuts because he he as the apex predator is supposed to be able to just like lure her in. His pheromones are doing their job, <laughs> I guess. Oh man, that scene was such like a fucking. It's such a flex, but he just yeah. tries to be sad about it. He's like, I'm so hot, I could get anyone. Smell <laughs> me. You want to fuck, right? <laughs> Yo, check out my voice, dude. <laughs> like, and I Kirsten's doing like twitchy eyes, like to yeah. It's like an attempt at like doomy eyes, but it, it just comes across as like a little bit inebriated. <laughs> She's got something stuck in her eye from when he also, was running her through the woods. It's a couple of mosquitoes in the corner of her eye. <laughs> so here's the thing, too, right? Uh, We're, Ed, Edward's a fucking he's a he's a dick tease, dude. He's oh, yeah. like over there like, don't you want to fuck me? And then she's like, come on, let's fuck. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm stronger than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, it makes me want to spoil stuff because there's stuff that goes back to all of that in the next bo- movie and books. But uh, we're so definitely Chris, watching all of them. So I was just about to tell you that the one thing I'll give this movie credit for is being funny fun enough i mean technically because it was funny but being yeah. fun enough that me and my wife my wife who was like she thinks the movie's kind of like she thought it was bad too yeah uh she was like you know i kind of want to watch the other ones i was like i do too that's yeah. that's the problem here i was like i, I don't want to watch them because they're good i want to watch them because they're an enjoyable time right <laughs> And the thing is, like, the story, despite how nonsensical it is, you just kind of want to see it through. You're like, are they going to fall in love? They did already. Like, what happens to Jacob? Does he cut his hair? And then we got to get to the fact where he just refuses to wear a shirt for the rest of the movies for no reason. I didn't even know that Jacob was in this movie because, of course, he's not marketed at fucking all. No. So I remember having not watched this movie, I was like, okay. And then whenever I think, what is the next one? New Moon? or Uh, Yeah, New Moon and then Breaking Dawn and and Breaking Dawn Part part 2. 
Oh, okay. So anyway, with that, <laughs> I remember that I did not start seeing Taylor Lautner <clears throat> until I assume what was New Moon, right? Yes. Okay, so, and I remember thinking, like, when I first saw him in this movie, I was like, holy fuck, he's in this movie. Also, he looks short, fat, and he has long hair. Like, he doesn't look fat, but he looks chunky. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just weird, because I fully went into this movie thinking, oh, the whole Team Edward and Team Jacob thing doesn't start until the other movies, which I guess is still true, but... Well, that's the thing, is I don't... I genuinely cannot understand why there's there was ever those teams outside of marketing. Ma- marketing? Yeah. Outside of that. But if you pay attention to this story, Jacob never has a chance. He never does, except for, like, maybe one little section that I won't spoil for you guys. The dirt bike scene, I thought... <laughs> No, they no. That's I don't. Maybe, oh, was it I like guess, that? Was it like that hit Disney you know Channel original movie yeah. Motocrossed? <laughs> uh, so, no? what movie do you guys think Taylor Lautner's better in Twilight or uh, Adventure, Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Shark Boy. Uh, that's fair. We're gonna get into some really good Taylor Lautner apps soon. We don't really get much good <laughs> Taylor Lautner because he's a bad actor. No offense, Taylor. You know you. I didn't really like the scene. But, at the beach where they come up and it's like him and his two homies. Yeah. Mm. And um, <clears throat> they were, the friend was like, the Collins don't come here. And then they're walking on the beach later, her and uh, Jacob. Yeah. And she's like, what did your friend mean? The Collins don't come here. He's like, oh, you heard that. Yes. Huh? I thought that's that's like, same. He said it right to her. How would she not have heard he, it? He was speaking <laughs> to Bella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get that though because I've heard people use that like where they say something and they're like oh you, you caught that As a, <laughs> I, I, he did use poor wording yeah because <laughs> he, he could have said oh you caught that right <laughs> but instead it was like oh you heard that well yeah bitch he fucking said it directly to my face but even like, still it was like two to feet me from everything. me yeah <laughs> I asked him a question and he responded in kind <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> ah so what gets around oh, oh you don't like, say you heard that I huh? will say heard though what <laughs> I will say that scene actually was one of the moments where I was like, I could see why girls like Taylor Lautner. I was like, he's kind of like definitely in like the later movies when he cuts his hair, I assume, and gets fucking ripped. He's a bad boy. I was like, he well, but he's he, I guess he kind of is, but he's also kind of really not. He's like in this movie to me, he comes off as like Edward's the bad boy, and he's like the yeah, of course I'll come over and do your laundry and help you fix the truck, and um, I want to bother my dad to come see you because i haven't seen you so he's like the shy little nervous like boy next door kind of thing and i think it kind of works in this movie like you know when he's on the beach and he's talking to her and he's doing his little downward like look down at the ground and kind of like oh yeah Mm. i I don't know to me i kind of got what it was going for and i guess again the acting he was doing was exactly what the movie had called for yeah. So, so in that regard, I felt like oh, yeah, he kind of nailed that scene for what it was going for. Like, yeah, that worked. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I don't think this movie misses. I don't think it misses at all because it's doing exactly what it needed to. Like, they I think could it only misses, and I think that's why it's enjoyable. <laughs> right, but it's miss. It's missing in the way that like it's failing upwards. As they yeah, say. exactly. Like this is a movie that teen girls will love and put up posters and it is also a movie that i will watch really stoned if i still smoked and have a fucking great time (laughs) to be fair i watched it sober and i had an incredible time 
Yeah, about to say I was not inebriated at all, and yeah. I think it might be the most genuine fun. Not exactly like greatest experience, but the most genuine fun I've had in a, of watching a movie in probably the last year. Yeah, I do want to say in the beginning when she first gets to Forks and like he the dad gives her the truck or whatever, mm-hmm. the chemistry between the two dads. I want a movie just about them. Yeah, yeah. right. I I think like they were together for like ten seconds, and I was like, "Fuck, I want to keep watching this." Yeah, they're really <laughs> yeah, and fun. even later when like he shows up and he's like, "I got the vitamin R," and he like <laughs> slaps in his lap. It's like yeah. these dudes are having an absolute blast while these teenagers. And I'm still gonna say that because Edward was turned when he was a teenager. I'm just gonna assume that he's still a fucking teenager at heart. How? <laughs> how he has his heart is literally 300 years old yeah I'll listen <laughs> i mean heart by just of course he's clearly had the experience to go past that but maybe like his, I, I think half of what makes teenagers kind of dumb is hormones <laughs> if i'm being honest yeah. and I, this movie sells me on the idea that edwards is full of all those same dumbass hormones well yeah he i guess you could say that but that's probably because he, he hasn't fucked in 300 years either <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, first of all, Which is actually he was turned true. in like 1921 or whatever the fuck he said. 1918 so, during the influenza. 1918, thank you. So, uh, okay, my, so it's not 300 my, years. Yeah, so my dude's, my dude's like 100, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> Ooh, he's 127, that's better. <laughs> actually, this is 2008, right? So let's just uh, say, so he was 17 when he turned. Also, how could we forget another exactly genuine laugh out loud 17. to me? Whenever he, she was like, "How long have you been 17? And he just pauses and says, "A long, time. a while." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a while. Front, man. <laughs> Almost a year. I'll be 18 in a month. <laughs> um, I liked a while because I like that's fucking vague. Yeah. <laughs> like, how long have you been? How, how long have you been 17? A while. How long is a while? It could be fucking a hundred years. <laughs> it could be twelve. It could be eleven months. Uh, it's a good answer. That's the thing. It's not. It it's is a not a bad answer. answer. It's a creepy answer. <laughs> it is. A I'm very not hating on, but yeah, answer. it's also creepy. It's like I'm trying to get information from you, and what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> clearly, she didn't care. So, would you guys want to be turned into vampires if you fell in love with your vampire? Yes. Day? Yeah, you'd want to be. Well, you just want to. You just want to be a vampire, Blake. I, I don't want to live forever, dude. Fuck yeah, I want to be a vampire. I want to eat people, suck their blood, okay. and shit, whatever. Oh, so, so I will you say this: be a vegetarian. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh, speaking That's... of which, by the way, you were talking about like why do they look the way they do, or why does nobody get like, oh, what the fuck? Why, why do they look like that? I think that they really kind of sell it by being like the we're vegan, like you know they make that joke, but that totally works because like I don't know if you know very many vegan people, most of them are not very colorful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a couple of people who've had to peel back from being full on vegan because it was bad for their health. <laughs> <laughs> like they could not like something about them could not strike the right balance mm-hmm. and that's about what they look like I, I have known someone who i kid you not their lips were just as fucking cherry red while their skin with no lipstick on and their skin is as fucking pale as a ghost and you're just like are you okay <laughs> Do they always have that same intense look on their face not like the dude the other vampire that again i'm glad they ended up describing because i was like this dude looks like he's had to shit this whole movie <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't remember his name oh jasper jesse jasper, jasper. Yeah, that's what i was gonna bring up see jasper dolphin that's the thing about him is even his terrible acting is completely justified by his backstory where 
he he looks like that because he wants to kill everyone around him. <laughs> and he's just trying to learn to cope with it. Yeah, yeah, because he was the. I actually new... like the description. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah. how they explained it away. He's the new uh, the new recruit to to the vampire clan, mm-hmm. the cult. Man, I don't know. Is it a cult? Like, I guess. But I don't know. I just call it a deuce. vampire family because, like, okay, technically it's one of those things where, like, it's about tradition, and this makes me think, of course, because I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima and thinking about, like, tradition and how families look at tradition and how people born with that family are expected to uphold that tradition. Yeah. Like Easter. But it comes with perks <laughs> as well. So I think that's kind of where it's at. Um there's a couple of things that are kind of going to be touched on by the next thing that I, we haven't brushed up against, though we kind of have. Um, Put it on Josh, our toothbrush so we can brush, brother. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Josh <laughs> earlier said, I think it was Josh at least, mentioned about why do they look 30 like, when they like, clearly look 30. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about this is, is, so there's two things. The entire beginning of this movie made me constantly, and actually I'll even say the whole movie and the way it's uh, it's kind of structured, just reminds me so much of the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, yes. Where every character looks way overaged for yep. what they are. It's like, I don't even, even Kirsten Stewart, I'm like, you still look like you're like 21. <laughs> God so, damn it. Shut up, Flick. It's happening for all the rest of the show. Uh, spe- you know, you brought up Spider-Man, which... Brings me to another scene I really like of the apple. <laughs> he just fucking kicks it and again very clearly on a string. Like, it made me think of the scene where he catches all of his food in the thing. It's like smooth yeah. and slick and kind of be like, look at the Superman. Look he at all his powers. Cool, though. But yeah. that's but the also. difference. That's the difference between these two movies. Is the apple was on a string and Tobey Maguire did that scene like eighty times until he actually did it. So it's like <laughs> the two very different like looks. Did he really? Like, I actually had no idea. Yeah, no, yeah. he actually did that. It's Holy amazing. Shit. Yeah, it's insane. I love him more. Every new fact I learn about him. <laughs> I don't believe that one fucking second. I but promise it's okay. true. I can vouch. So it's in the special features, Brett. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> the other part of that that was funny is the she's saying it jokingly, but like when she's going through and like because uh, he says like you know what's your theory, um, and she says uh, I, I don't know. I was thinking maybe radioactive spiders. I was like, so is this movie like cognizant of the fact that it's fucking? just feels like <laughs> spider-man i think there's so. even like an emo kind of vibe to it like spider-man exactly <laughs> exactly this is uh. all three spider-mans wrapped up into one including the fact that it's got three villains at the end so it's the perfect movie <laughs> is what you're saying yes <laughs> sure i mean yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> so i'm glad we uh, agree. anything <laughs> it, the, <laughs> oh real quick yeah, go, go ahead, Blake. Um, so Edward kind of did the bare minimum to help Bella, like throughout the whole ending. And at I don't one know point in the hotel, he said, "Me and you are going to go somewhere and hide alone, and everyone else is going to hunt these people down. Uh-huh. I will do everything for you. <laughs> it's like, why don't you go hunt everybody down? Well, because he needed to be there to protect her. It was yeah, just exactly. great." I don't know. It just cracked me up because he's like, "I'll do everything while me and you go hide, and everyone else <laughs> literally does everything else." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought that 
entire last fight scene between the family and James was so weirdly shot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, like, all these super weird angles, and, like, you never actually see anything happen. Except for Alice fucking ripping that man's head off. It's like, okay. sick, by the way. Oh, yeah. Best effect of the whole movie. (laughs) The best effect was the wood. Whenever they like slammed into the floor and was like yeah, sliding, I'll give sliding. you that. That was pretty fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> that actually, I was like, this feels like some shit directly out of a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that sequence kind of gave me like this the is crow better vibes. than all of the MCU. Actually, yeah, I I agree with that. I, the whole Thank ending kind of gave me crow vibes, and I don't know if it was also because of kind of the color palette they were using and the mm-hmm. big openness of the of what looks to be an abandoned building. Yeah. Mm. I just don't understand the whole reason for the Black Eyed Peas other than setting up the later movies. None of them, I don't think, really matter in the grand scheme of things, except for one. Well, maybe they don't, but I think whenever I was actually watching it, because again, like to being a little bit more serious about the movie and kind of thinking, like, what was to be the point of this? I think the point of what they were trying to do and not knowing where the book goes with these with this information, mm-hmm. um, at least the way the movie kind of looks and tries to portray it, as far as I can tell, is that... You see Bella, who is entirely too comfortable around vampires because mm-hmm. of the vampires she happened to have uh, uh, learned about. And when it just as easily could have been her learning about it through something like James. So w- what you see is her in the ripe conditions to see vampires and not be scared of them. And we kind of see her holding true to that. She keeps saying, I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of your family, any of that, right? Even Edward's little remarks about like, I invite you to my house and you know, a house full of vampires. The only thing you're worried about is whether or not they'll like you. She has that going on for her. And I think the whole thing about that is it's the first time where you see her like be genuinely scared because of a vampire. Yeah, that's true. And it sets up the balance between her being overly trusting of one set of vampires and the, so you know, the Cullens exist at least as far as the first movie goes. Cause of course I don't know what the other movies try and do with them, but the first movie kind of sets it up to where like the Cullens are the, furthest in one direction of being like the pure and trying to do good with the the curse of vampirism and then you have the other people who are just being like the you know chaotic just hey you know go off and live a crazy life Mm -hmm. besides my besides my homeboy and i don't know his name he said it but i still remember it yeah he was cool i like how he was like hey i'm just i'm just telling you guys because even during the scene you know he's like uh, you know this fight's uh, this is over you know you know we don't need you know the fight's done we're good we don't need to do anything yeah and then he comes and is like listen guys i'm just telling y'all what's going on <laughs> i don't want no part of this yeah so these guys are gonna try and kill your friends <laughs> but exactly but i thought that was kind of the point right is yeah you've been overly trusting of one vampire now let's give you a vampire that you should never trust and show you the one of the further opposites that is fair uh i think the one problem not the one problem but a problem i have with that whole setup is that uh i think it's rosalia she says like oh i can smell her across the field and then all it it took until a gust of wind blew bella's scent (laughs) at the other vampires for them to notice like you guys didn't smell them from across the field like everyone else like that just that part was like what the hell and And we're to believe the wind was not blowing that entire time in the rainiest state of of the pacific northwest exactly because it would have made sense in a way if it was like okay well we can't smell you because of the rain and your perfume and your hair but then they totally removed that from the equation because like i can smell her from over there 
and then the uh, these other vampires who are attuned to the smell of human blood just couldn't tell. Oh yeah, no, this guy who has unmatched senses. Yeah, a tracker. He couldn't tell until suddenly uh, a fateful gust of wind. <laughs> I will say sometimes this movie definitely during the scene whenever they were up on the mountain and kind of going I don't know if it was back in, on the mountain actually I think it was bef- uh, it was afterwards when they're talking about the whole the lion fell for the lamb or whatever and then Bella says like that must have been a stupid lamb and I was like you just called yourself stupid <laughs> yeah. but also I was like this movie seems like occasionally it's trying to be like Shakespearean in it's yeah. setups I was like and it just doesn't it never hits even that yeah. like blatant foreshadowing at the end at prom when he's like oh the wolves descended on you yeah <laughs> bro be I a little more subtle so hard at that <laughs> because i was like of course if you didn't read the books and you've only watched the movie and you were watching this in the theater you'd be like ah uh, he's just making a joke yeah. and then suddenly next movie it's like holy shit jacob's a werewolf not a werewolf Shifter. whatever <laughs> Listen, for all intents and purposes, I think it's fairly reasonable for me to call him a werewolf. He's certainly not a swearwolf. Oh. That's true. He never said one bad word. So, (laughs) I really don't know how much more we need to talk about this movie. Um, Let me see. Where else do I need to go here? I guess I don't really need to go anywhere else. Does anyone have much else to say about the first... uh, you know our first foray into the twilight saga i think that some of the just like things that the movie doesn't account for at all and doesn't even try to account for just make me laugh yeah Uh, when she's in the hospital and they have this phony ass story that they've come up with that doesn't even sound like anything you'd expect from bella but you know it's like well we're gonna say that she was acting out of character before she left so it it's gonna work but they have all these excuses like well she broke her leg and that's why you were losing a lot of blood what about the fucking clearly obvious bite mark that you have covered up on her arm what did you do well, I had to bite her to uh, carry her because my arms were also full of another girl <laughs> who, who she fell into it's like what are, what are you getting out of that like how you think the doctor's like oh yeah she fell down the stairs oh my oh what's this bite mic on her I don't know that's not a bite mark that's where she hit the <laughs> and just yeah. come up with some bullshit answer it just made me laugh i wonder if uh maybe like dr carlisle tended to the bite mark specifically and then they brought her in for the wound that was too big for them to play off whereas like if she walks in with a bandaged arm she can just say like oh she got like cut in the woods or she got cut on like you know her her truck or it's easier to make up something for that than it is to be like oh yeah my legs yeah. fucked yeah i guess but at the same time he's a doctor just take him to your house <laughs> Well, I think uh, if she comes back from Dr. Carlisle's in like full cast and everything, then it's going to be like, yo, what? Yeah, but are we really going to sit here and think that anyone is going to question that when no one questions anything else in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Also fair. (laughs) Like like, her dad doesn't try and stop her from leaving at all. It's like, oh, you said my, you, you said my trigger phrase. I guess you can leave and disappear forever. Like, I don't understand how that works. I mean, he's clearly still not over the divorce, so she knows it's like a an easy button to press. Yeah, that's Maybe true. That's true. But 
even still, you would think like that to me. If my father just let me run, I'd be like, oh, I guess he didn't care. <laughs> guess maybe I should go to Jacksonville. Which ja- I don't know. I think he tried. He says I, like, you know, Bella, I just got you back. I mean, I think you're being overly hard on my guy here. You know I am I being mean? overly hard on him. But it is the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Well, that's just. I really liked the dad, and it kind of made me think, like, what was this mom's problem? He seems like an all right guy. Yeah. Was the the problem that he was really good friends with the wheelchair dad? No, man. The problem was steaks and cobbler at the diner and baseball on the flat screen, because that's you, not me. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those were the exact (laughs) words her mom said when she divorced him. So when she said that, and she said, I told him the last words my mom said, I was like, which ones were the last words your mom said, that she was going to get stuck here? Yeah. Or that she didn't want to go to the thing and get cobbler and steak? All which, of it. Which of, which of the two were true? I was assuming all it was of it. all of it. Yeah, That's probably. how I took it. I don't know. Same. Josh, do you, also, you got... Oh, go ahead. Fucked Sorry. up. Fucked up, man. Don't say that shit to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's no, trying to help you clearly. Yeah, he's obviously trying. He definitely, I, I felt bad for him throughout the whole movie. Clearly, he's not hes not a dude who's open about his emotions. And mm-hmm. I think that's a thing probably a lot of people relate to with their dads, where it's like, you can tell that they're trying. And, you know, if they could maybe figure out how to articulate things a little better, it'd make things a lot easier. But, you know, yeah. you still give them credit because they're clearly, you know, their heart's in the right place. Yeah, definitely. Um... I mean, if, if 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 anyone has anything else to say, feel free to speak your piece now before you get turned into a vampire. Otherwise, Ooh, I think I, we're going to move on to ratings. I'm good. I want to know anything? who else has read the books. Chris has read the books several times, read apparently. Uh, yes. I've read the first <laughs> book, and I got like halfway into New Moon before I just forgot. But, uh, Blake, have you read these books? Yeah, I read them all, I want to say probably 11th grade. Okay. Nice. And it's, I don't remember much about them. I remember the movies more so. Mm-hmm. I feel you. So, right. yeah. Brett, have you read mm-hmm. the Twilight series? Not at all, but my best friend's wife loves both the movies and the books. Mm. So, you know, I hear her talking about them constantly, and so does my wife. It's funny because, you know, they talk, and they were, they've been talking about it a lot recently, so it's funny that randomly, like, I'm like, oh, what movie did Chris choose? Twilight. Oh, <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but I I do think that I can see where while the movie is good for wrong reasons, I can see things within the movie that if they were just badly adapted from the books may like make the books be a decent read. Yeah. That's kind of the best the, thing I can say. The books are much better, I think. But like you have to go into them knowing that they're not great. You know, it's yeah, just the something books are fun much to read. Than movies, but still not good. Yeah. So here's something I'm a little curious about because right. I actually don't know from the books, even though a lot of vampire movies end up coming from books, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you have the interview with a vampire, and then you have, uh, of course, Queen of the Damned, which was a sequel to that in the weirdest possible way. And vampire then you diaries have came from vampire diaries. diaries. Exactly. I don't know what is up with the idea of like, kind of giving vampire stories through a narration that sounds like it's the main character speaking through diary entries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that is that kind of supposed to be tied with like the age of the vampires and how long they've been around? Because I could kind of see that. Something about diary entries, because when people like make jokes about diaries now, it makes me 
surprised because I can't think of anybody who keeps like definitely a paper diary. Mm-hmm. And there's a common thing that you see on TV shows. So, and hearing it with this, it you don't ever see her doing it. It's just kind of the way it's told. And I noticed that that was something that's very true throughout a, a bunch of different vampire media. And I don't know where that was established or if that's something that came with like the new wave take on vampires that yeah, the like so, late nineties and early two thousands brought. Yeah, I'd honestly never made that connection. You're talking about like the super weird narration, right? Yeah, because yeah. it yeah. sounds like it's someone like a lot of Bella's stuff sounds like it's her giving a diary read where she says like this is the first night I dreamed of Edward Cullen, which makes it seem like she is spending time tracking and being you know writing down this is what I've thought today I you know Edward won't escape my brain I I see him in at night mm-hmm. you know you never know exactly what it is but it was weird that that is something that caught my mind because there's so many other movies or at least so many other vampire media that are very prominent that share that. Yeah. I honestly felt like they only did it so that they could, they could have a circular story because it starts off with the same narration it ends with. And I feel like you can't start it with narration and then never do it again. So they just found weird ways to throw it in because I didn't feel like it added anything to the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I don't, I don't think it did either. <clears throat> so there were some other jokes that I just thought of. Half of the reason I think this movie was so funny to me is I was just projecting ridiculous shit onto the movie during the baseball game. As soon as we see whatever the other dude vampire that hops onto the back of the truck later, I can't remember any of their names. Yeah, <laughs> Emmett. Anyway, uh, Emmett. Emmett yeah. Yeah, okay. As soon as we saw Emmett, I was like, who invited Fred Durst to the baseball game? <laughs> my little monkey man. Immediately crossed my mind. What's that? Uh, I said her, her little monkey man. Her little monkey man, yeah. <laughs> that was God so damn. weird. Also, I feel like whether it's on purpose or not, I thought it was so funny that this movie is like cultural touchstoning on a bunch of stuff. Like during the final scene where we see Edward saving Bella as it were with his mm-hmm. little you know suck the poison out thing which also I thought was weird like vampire bites are a venom that yeah. spreads instead of it being again this movie is so obsessed with making sure that it's vampires that you know are vampires but also none of the shit you know about vampires <laughs> yes which is fine I like when you make interesting twists and I thought that was actually one of the more interesting parts of the movie but it seemed like it was almost like the movie goes out of its way to show that because during the scene at the end when they're dancing and it goes over to the water, uh, I said, Oh, you can see his reflection. So clearly this is not, you know, that part of vampire lore is also being ignored. (laughs) So that was just interesting to me in that regard. But it seems like this movie does a lot. Like we mentioned with touching on feeling like a little bit like star Wars mentioning things that make it seem as though it's aware of the fact that it's similar to Spider-Man. And then, whenever <laughs> I assume that this is probably a direct quote from the book, but whenever daddy vampire says, remember who you are, mm. I was like, okay, hit us with that Mufasa. Just hit, <laughs> Just hit us with it. Edward, you have to stop. Edward, you're killing her. The venom is gone. Remember who you are. <laughs> also, All I think blood, genuinely, it is yours. The- <laughs> 
I think the funniest part of the movie was a dumb joke that I made, and I'm just going to assume that y'all have seen these commercials because who hasn't at this point? But whenever he's up on the mountain talking about the bloodlust that he has and how Bella, also fucking creepy, you smell like my own personal brand of heroin. <laughs> I, it made me think of the 1-800-CONTACTS commercial where the woman's like, look, look with your specialized, my brand. Yeah. So that just killed me. I don't know. This movie is almost more funny as a reference to a bunch of other stuff that it may have, that it obviously wasn't trying to reference. Mm-hmm. It's clearly just a goofy, ridiculous, but very fun movie. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun. Speaking of that, I guess we can move on to ratings because I think everyone else has uh, has run their course. The venom has yeah. been removed, so you can stop sucking. Can I ask one person one more thing? Uh, you can ask me anything, brother. I am curious across the board for everybody, but there's one person in particular. Mm. I, J- Josh, because me and you tend to be very similar on when it comes to soundtrack stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it just me, or was this soundtrack deceptively good for, a, for an extremely mediocre movie? It had moments where I was really impressed by it. And it also had moments where it went into full on like Degrassi meets fucking Lost Boys shit with like the guitar <laughs> feedback. And that yeah. that was the kind of shit where I was like, I, I see that they're pulling from like a mix of influences and I don't think they're always nailing it, but I respect the effort. And yeah, honestly, exactly. like, I would totally listen to uh, the score on its own at some point. Um, it sounded more ambitious. Like, I, I guess I should say listening to the soundtrack felt like the people behind the soundtrack were being more ambitious than the people behind the filmmaking. Yes. <laughs> Which I, I respect so much because I completely like get how it can feel when you're working on something and it's the work that you can get, not the work that you want to get. And mm-hmm. you're kind of faced with that. Do I want to put a fuckload of effort into this thing that is probably not going to be great due to things that are out of my hands? Or do I want to just phone it in and just have it be a touchstone to another thing. So I totally respect that, you know, the soundtrack work is legitimate on its own. Yeah. I was very impressed because a lot of the times it was the, you know, what you typically want out of a great soundtrack is to capture the emotion without having, you know, or at least accentuate the emotion uh, that you should be feeling within any given scene. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I was really surprised with the direction they ended up taking it because it always felt right, but it felt surprising for the type of movie this is which is a big budget teen drama you know that's just surrounded by other stuff it's essentially what harry potter is and i mean i'm sure people are gonna be mad about that but i mean i like harry potter but harry potter is just a big budget teen drama series Mm -hmm. wrapped up in you different i wouldn't say lore because this is a little bit more lore like finding different folklore and tapping into it but still it's tapping into some falsehood to kind of have a fun edge to it but normally i feel like you can guess where the score is going to go in those types of movies every time i've ever watched a harry potter movie i think the scores are good but Mm -hmm. they're expected and everything that comes out i'm like okay that's exactly what i could have seen happening for this moment but often the twilight soundtrack would kind of defy that and i'd find myself being like this totally fits but I never would have expected it to go here. I definitely feel yeah. that. And I think part of it is like, I feel like the soundtrack often does that at moments where the filmmaking kind of ventures into weird territory, whether it's like sure. 
the kind sure. of sped up bits or like time lapse shots or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like there's a lot of different shit going on that like normally is stuff I don't like, but for whatever reason, because this movie already is just so melodramatic that it crosses into comedy, like whether or not it's trying to, like I'm way more interested in those risks it takes because it totally could have been just like a straight up soap opera camera kind of thing and that they chose to go different directions with it. And by the way, there are, um, there are a lot of sequences that are really well shot in this. Like I was kind of surprised by that. Like this movie is green and gray as fuck and it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be, but there's still <laughs> like a lot of like shots on their own that are really like pretty to look at. Like the, when like Bella's like lying down in like the field, like while that scene is still cringy as fuck, like there are some shots in that that are like, that's, that's kind of a good shot. Yeah. No. And the scene again, it's kind of a ridiculous over the top moment, but and it's where the soundtrack was kind of interesting where it kept kind of going between itself. But whenever they hop out of Bella's or not Bella's, I'm sorry, Edward's window and he takes her on the, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fly you up and he puts you in a tree yeah, and a bunch of ridiculous stuff. I was very surprised by, uh, from a scene standpoint where he's talking about how well the camera work was handled was whenever Edward jumps out of his window with Bella and they're going on their little thing. And then eventually you get into this part where there's a ton of bloom and he's playing the piano and they're in a dark room Mm -hmm. and it's very limited color palette. They bring it down to mainly blues and just let the blue saturate everything, but not in a way that's oversaturated just in a way where everything kind of has a blue shift to it Mm -hmm. and the light pouring in over the piano is just, I was surprised by not only how well it was shot, but how well it was composed. Like the scene was actually composed very well where everything came together in a way that was visually appealing. And then that song, be it original score or something that was already, it was hard to tell because it seemed like they were playing the same song that she started on the record player. Mm -hmm. So again, whether that was a, a real song or not, but it was an interesting scene altogether where I thought that was a, one of the better parts of the movie, surprisingly. Yeah, uh, for what for whatever it's worth, and I completely agree with all of that. Like, I I think they totally pulled that off, and that totally could have mm-hmm. been cheesy and goofy as fuck, but it ended up actually like, fuck, I kind of like this. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool how it transitioned from uh, Claire de Lune into what is explained a little more in the books is like a song that I think like Edward kind of explains that he like wrote for Bella, or is just something that he. Either way, it's something that he like wrote, and it's also part of like the film score. That's yeah. what I was thinking because I thought, and I didn't know the name, but I thought one of the songs sounded very familiar. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was the same song, but it transitioned elsewhere. So I, that's when I started questioning, well, maybe it's an original song and I thought it was something else. But that probably explains that away. Yeah. It's well, a cool sequence. Yeah, definitely. It was. Also, it though, fuck this me. movie's obsession with close ups. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. For all the good things that they do here and there in the film, like, you know, in the actual cinematography, excuse me, cinematography department, I was amazed by just how bad. Like, they (laughs) constantly wanted close ups. Yeah. And it's always close ups when they're making, like, a constipated face. (laughs) Mm hmm. (laughs) Here, since they were just with the, uh, uh, dad. uh, (laughs) That's the thing with, like, her performance. There's just. It's it's so weird the way she delivers her lines. And it's one of those things, it's the reason that she is haunted by this movie for the rest of her life. Because it just feels so bad. But like I don't feel like it is, and it doesn't reflect on her because she's a decent actor too. Yeah. Kirsten's a great actor, but she just doesn't uh she just has that reputation because of this. 
Well, I think, you know, people talk about being typecast. And I think when this is a, one of your breakout roles, people see this. And even though it was technically a net positive for your career because you got a ton of money because the movies did well. Yeah. I don't think it did well in giving her career a lot of a lot of big places to go. And I think the same kind of happened with Robert Pattinson, but I think Robert Pattinson kind of embraced wanting to do things. And again, I think part of that came from how much, at least within this one film, it looked like he was aware that he could be doing so much more, but he was being constrained due to directorial decisions. Yeah. So I feel like after this, he started to want to work with more auteuristic, you know, like, hey, here we are. Yeah, because it's really what he's mainly been in, and we're just now kind of seeing him want to come back to big movies. I think because this movie clearly left a sour taste in his mouth for this type of big budget Hollywood flick, you know. Well, he, you could tell in a lot of the interviews when this came out too that he didn't enjoy really like the the limelight, or didn't seem like he did at least. Mm-hmm. And he did remember me after this series, which I, I think is pretty movie. good. Um. I won't say too much because if we end up watching it or if you watch it on your own, you don't you don't want to be spoiled. So don't look up at anything about it either. But gotcha. it's actually a decent like little like romance movie, I guess. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's really good. But after yeah, that, like he went with like Cronenberg. He did a few films with him, and then a bunch of like A twenty four and indie shit. And yeah. I think that those movies, from what I've seen, show that he is clearly an adept actor. He's mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, well, he's that, very, very good. That's where I kind of disagree with you, bro. I don't think he had to. He had. I don't necessarily think it was he had a sour taste. I think he had to do smaller movies to fix his reputation. Well, and be like, that's I'm actually a good where actor. I was originally going. <laughs> yes, but I think what happened is that it happened to him, and he steered into doing more arti- like more small budget artistic joints because not only did he think it was a better fit for him because it clearly looks like he thought so but it was also kind of career i think he did it to steer away from being typecast i think that's exactly what happened i think it's just more the movies he wants to make because he could have easily been back into like big budget hollywood stuff by now exactly he's still like he's finally doing batman like yeah but that's my thing is i don't think he gets batman if he doesn't do like lighthouse and good time and yeah. that kind of stuff where it's like okay yeah, you're actually really good i agree with both yeah. of those statements i just think that again it was a mixture of him having to kind of potentially do some kind of a career reset to make sure that he didn't keep himself in the position where he couldn't get any more work from the big budget studios but i also think he wanted to break from that and wanted to do stuff that pushed his acting ability more because yeah. from everything i've seen of him this is the this is the least his acting chops have been flexed and i think even in a certain light it shows how good an actor is that he was as cringy as he was in this movie <laughs> that's that's true it's just if you don't know that and you can't if you've never seen him anything else i could see you watching this and thinking he was a terrible actor oh yeah yeah absolutely all of them even anna kendrick who i love so much mm-hmm. you look at this movie you're like oh she's kind of not great either <laughs> yeah but she brings her because the movie was too obsessed with trying to be a teenage drama and i actually said so from a video game standpoint i got a vibe from this film and it's the same vibe I get, even though I enjoy the games from the Life is Strange series, yeah. where it's clearly adults trying to write what they think teenagers are thinking about yeah. and trying to write from the perspective of a teenager with the mind of an adult, which I think is just impossibly hard to do. Some people get really close and do a good job about it, 
but it's almost why uh, across the board characters either come off when you follow them for a long time like harry potter you have in between years where they don't feel they feel like they go from being overly kiddie one movie to the next movie overly mature and that's not really how it goes it's just you have to look at the age group and be like well i want to try and write for this age group and once they get past this these weird in-between ages there's no real way to transition this for most people without being that age because it's hard mm. to it's hard to think but even though we were all that age you don't really understand why you did any things that you did and you don't even really understand the thought process so you can't go back to it very easily you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah and it just makes movies like this feel a little stilted where I don't feel like I've ever seen a teenager act like any of the teenagers in that movie besides I'll give credit to Anna Kendrick and the other girl. Um, that was the big good friend because mm-hmm. while I was laughing and making the joke, whenever era, whenever Edward and Bella show up to the restaurant and you see the look on their face, it's like, Oh my God, he, she's got Eric uh, or Edward. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That, yeah, that felt like what I've good. seen kids act i like that feels like real teenage girls who are trying to hold back their excitement that their friend is getting this guy yeah. that the movie sets up as unattainable definitely <laughs> he no girl here is good enough for edward yeah God, i love it all right i think i'm gonna shut this bitch down like we've just ripped it apart and lit it on fire um so let's go <laughs> around and do some ratings josh what did you write the movie uh, I give the movie itself three stars, and I added an extra half a star for the inclusion of Radiohead in the credits. So three and a half stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brett, how about you? What's your rating for Twilight? So I give the movie also a three. Okay. Jesus. But the experience <laughs> gives me a point. The experience of laughing legitimately hard gives me another point five. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. Blake? I can <laughs> Oh. One star. One star. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Uh. There are there are no redeeming qualities to this movie, I don't think. I think uh. it it was fun to watch as like a nostalgia trip, but I will literally never watch it again. Oh. Damn. So Blake, just to offer the opposite opinion of that, I could legit see myself not just often, but I could mm-hmm. legit see myself in a year. Being bored one night, not really knowing what to do, and just going, you know what? I'm going to fuck around on my phone and watch Twilight. Dude, there I'm are gonna... 10,000 movies that I haven't seen or that I want to rewatch, and this is never going to be one of them. <laughs> Once we stop this recording, I'm going to watch New Moon. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. Let, let the you shit show wait. continue. Uh, yeah. But so I think for me, the thing is like, right, this type of movie is the perfect movie that you can throw on. And yeah. like, while I actually paid attention, like well, a lot of attention to this movie, I could see myself turning it on because I've watched it. I know what they are. I could literally be playing my Vita or screwing around on my phone and just have this on in the background. Like I do with how I met your mother or the office or any other number of shows I've watched 10 million times. I could mm-hmm. do that with like Mad Max Fury Road and at least listen to a really great movie. I never do that with great movies. The great movies deserve your attention. But I've seen it 30 times, so I, it's great background noise while I'm cooking and shit. I would never... Turn, yeah, I don't know. Fair. I would never turn in a bad movie Same basic on, idea, though. Same basic idea. Yeah, I got you. And I would turn it on because while it's a bad movie, it's a good movie if you're going for a laugh. This movie ends up feeling more like Joe Dirt than a serious movie, How and dare. I'm fine with that. Wow. Joe Dirt is good. 
Joe Dirt. <laughs> no. I, I will say the thing. I think Joe Dirt, from a sheer not even looking at the comedy, I think from a storytelling standpoint, Joe Dirt's a better movie. <laughs> it's it's a thousand times better. That's just wrong. So, I guess it's my turn to write this movie, huh? It no. Mm, Let's hear it. Brett's turn to pick next week. <laughs> I'm not picking. I have to rate the movie. This is my episode. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I gave it five stars. How does it make no sense, Blake? Because just because you can't appreciate a bad movie no, because doesn't you mean you said it's bad. How do you give it? A because it was. It was more. Bad. It was more enjoyable than most of the shit that we've picked. And that's not an insult on the movies, but I had more fun watching this than Nightmare on Elm Street. I had more. I've certainly had more fun watching this than Belko. I had more fun watching this than Elevator of the Gallows. I had more fun watching this than Prisoners. I had more fun. No, watching this. don't you? It was well, more, okay. I, I am fair. not saying of, that Prisoners. Of course, you is bad. had more fun watching had, this than Prisoners. Yes, every movie that. It, this is more fun than almost every movie we've picked. Maybe oh. with the exception of Shrek. I was just about to this say is Shrek is the one that gets it. Yeah. So okay, you so. can you can tell me I'm wrong that the movie's not good, which is true. The movie is not good. However, in terms of entertainment, <laughs> it is the best movie that we've watched. Damn. That way, five stars, six wow. stars, six out of five. It is our current the room, yes, as it were. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so it's a uh, Brett's pick next week. So Brett, why don't you go ahead and pick a movie? Is that correct? It feels like we just did Shrek. <laughs> That's yeah. true, Josh. What was your last pick? No, oh it was my. it's 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 you, Josh did Dolomite, and then Nightmare. Man, Twilight. we're just moving quickly, aren't we? Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be a very different movie, but it's a movie I've never seen that I've always wanted to watch, and I've heard really good things about. So Sweet. to tone shift over, we're going to watch Jacob's Ladder. Oh, hmm. shit, okay. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Let's see I've it. never seen it, but it's been on my list for like two years. I've really been wanting to watch it. I'm excited. Wait, first the original or the remake? There's a remake? I believe so. I think I think there was a remake like two years ago, three years ago. I'm talking about the one from the 90s. Okay. I could be wrong. Maybe there's not a remake. I could have Jacob's Ladder, was. 1990. Okay. Ooh, this one looks like a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, from what I understand, it's a pretty crazy horror film. Yeah, there so. was one from 2019. Interesting. So, yeah, the 90s, the one. that's the We one will be watching watch. the one from the 90s, not the one from Hell 2019. Yeah. Gotcha. That was fun. All right. Well, is it about that time for me to start closing this bitch down? Yes, unless anyone would like to argue about fucking uh, monsters. Do we want to hear from a, a certain aquatic creature regarding this movie? I hear a certain cell phone. I guess I'm going to pick it up. Hello? Uh, um, hi, uh, uh, hello, who, uh, who, who is this? Uh, I'm, I'm the midweek, uh, manatee, uh, I call, gosh, uh, every week. Uh, what, what happened uh, to Martin? You don't, you don't sound like Martin. Oh, um, uh, last I heard, uh, fuck, uh, Martin, uh, Ah, he left his phone here. I'm just a barista. Ah. Mm. Oh, well, you're that's a, you know what? Mm. That works, barista. You know, I, I think I got to say right now, if I were going to say anything, mm-hmm. maybe Martin doesn't need to chime in on this movie. But you know who we are going to have chime in on this movie? Yeah. You, barista manatee. Ooh. 
Uh, I don't know. I just make the the lattes. Uh. Well, I'll give you a simple question, okay? I know that you work at Seabucks, but Uh just hear me out here. In the hit 2008 movie, I think it's 2008, Mm -hmm. Twilight, what do you think of that movie? What What do you think about it? Oh, you, got, you have an opinion? Are you yeah. Team Jacob, Team Edward? What, what you got? Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, I can't remember his name. Ah, oh, shit. Um, you guys remember one of the the werewolves or the shifters? The one who said that the Cullens, they don't come here. You know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I oh, mean, yeah, no. yeah. The, the surfer bro, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I always rooted for him because I felt like, I don't know, I felt kind of like he was the one who should be with her. He's the only one that was, you know, honest. Yeah, he was very honest, yeah, yeah. And that's a good virtue, you know? Right, because as the Cullens, you know, they said, uh,. Uh, they said that you know the beach was busy and the beach was not busy, so he's mm, right. The liars. Cullens, yeah, the yep. beach was empty, man. A lot understand. of them. I know. Yeah, like Edward lies. Jacob lies. He doesn't even tell the truth, man. Yeah. What well, you know? I gotta say, I, it seems like you've got some coffee going in the background there and some customers. So I'm gonna let no, you get back to it. I'm actually so. on break because it's just how I t- talk. Well, okay. Uh, well. With that, I'm just going to say that this has been the most painful conversation I may have ever had, so I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that's, I, I think I'm going to have to put you on. <laughs> You're going to put me on hold? Okay, well, thanks. I guess that's, that's our hearing of the midweek manatee this week. Um, for all it was worth. Uh, gosh, uh, I, you know, we manatees, we really do our best for you guys. There's only like six I of I was us on left. Hold. No, I was going to give you to my manager, uh, Karen, but mm. then you interrupted me. <laughs> the manager's um, name is Karen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the manager's name is Karen. Everything's different in the sea. You didn't know that. Yeah, Karen. Uh, she's the worst, though. She's Team Jacob. Inexcusable. Mm. Uh, Jacob. Jacob's a kitty diddler, uh, and even under, <laughs> under the even under the sea. <laughs> Even under the sea, we don't like that. Um, are, are manatee years different than human years? Yeah, that's a very important question. Uh, all I know is that most of my friends have died early deaths. That's uh, what that's that's what prevents that's me sad. from connecting. You know. Mm, yeah. These big, big, giant blue whales. <laughs> what well, you want to know? You want to know how you can connect? I think what yeah. you should do is stop watching the movies, and I think what mm-hmm. you should do, and I think my buddy Chris here would agree, yeah. maybe even Blake and all the other ones, I think maybe what you should do is sit down with some hardback copies, well, maybe not mm-hmm. hardback, because you're going to be under the sea. Um, yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> laminated copy of <laughs> Stephanie Rice's Twilight Stephanie saga. Myers. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie Rice is the one who did Interview with a Vampire or something like that. <laughs> and Rice. <laughs> and Rice. Listen, bro, I... I, I think that I, ju- I just think that our our new midweek manatee is a little nervous, right? Are you are you nervous? Oh gosh, uh, I'm not nervous. I just I don't know how to talk on a phone. I can't actually. It seems really like hear your mouth you. is dry. Um, get some juice. 
Well, see, seeing as I live um, in the water, I can't drink it. You know, it's very wet and moist, and I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. And watery. I yeah, I don't yeah. like water. So Fair. I have a great final question for humanity. Yeah. yeah sure, Would I'll you become care. a vampire or a vampanity? <laughs> A vampity? Um, Would you become a vampity if the opportunity presented itself? Manpire. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Manpire. Yeah, I mean, if it would make me faster and stronger, and if I could live on the land... You, know. you go do that, but we'll, we'll hopefully we'll hear from you next week, okay? Okay, my break's over. Goodbye. Alright, bye. Goodbye, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <sighs> Just mm. close the show. That was a nightmare. <laughs> it's gonna right, take bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining the shit show that is Midweek Manatee. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, of course, you can head over to Twitter and find us at matinee underscore midweek. If you want to go find us on Facebook, you can, and it's just Midweek Matinee. You can interact with us we we do screenshots of different things blake keeps up with what he's been watching so if you want to go in there and interact and see what he's been watching and give your thoughts on it you can do so lastly if you want to support the show with more than just your time which we are ever so grateful for you can consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar per month which gets you episodes of the show early we're gonna it's it's friday before the episode goes live so you get the episode five days early for your support we're ever so grateful for it but to wrap this off the other thing that patrons get is a shout out at the end of all the content we do and with that we would like to thank our patrons josh jarrell Matthew Green, my name is Dan, Luke Bartolomeo, Eric McAllister, Sean Santarude, Funk Turkey, Danny Villiobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Popst, Kevin Bacon Bits, Joshua Lago, Shadowist, Steven Salazar, The Stonerd, Travis Below, Eduardo Palomino, Stefan Swanlin, Constantly Kenny, Solitary Red, Chris Figs, Zachary Sawyer, Landis, Brian, Donovan Williams, William <laughs> Bless you, Blake. Derek Porter. <laughs> Josh Ayers. Brandon Edwards. Sean One Neo. Tyler Powers. El Tabib. Jason Clendenning. And in case you doubt that these were pre recorded, lastly, Mr. Tyler B. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did a very good Kristen Stewart or Kirsten Stewart impression halfway through there. Is that what that was? I was trying to be Kirsten Stewart. Could you not tell? Because if you couldn't tell, then I failed. You were trying to be Kirsten Stewart. <laughs> Damn, uh, maybe that's what we should have done. We should have had the manatee be Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, for the trick. We thought it was Zeus, 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 so there was even the long I was nerfing the arrow for surfing it, but I got a little shot of the cabs I guess he or if for surf cab did it and a suit of sand I'm giving him. She's a summer kiss of the Vux's voice and she'll die from here at the lola.